This is the Circle City News with Madison. And Mark, and I would like to take a quick shout out to our sponsor, Law Office of Mark Nicholson. He fights against the travesty of justice and he has made this podcast possible today. Two, one. Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday, uh, February 19th. I'm Allie, I'm gonna be hosting today with Addison. And today we're gonna to be talking about spirituality, talk about reading, so yeah. We got a witchy episode for you today. Good morning, Indiana. Welcome back to Circle City News Podcast. Today we've got some really amazing experts with us. We've got Mac and Edie, who do two different things in the spiritual realm, but in the spiritual realm nonetheless. Um, so today they're going to be talking about all the services they provide, and we're going to get into it. You guys ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Awesome. So welcome, Mac and Edie. How are you guys feeling today? Good. Yes. Um, very good. We've got the sun shining. It's a little cold, but feeling good. Awesome. Awesome. So My spicy uh, cat has decided decide to delay with me, so I feel special today. <laughs> Taking in the energy already. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's ready. <laughs> so today we've got a 90% illuminated full moon in Leo moving towards Libra today and a numerology day of one. Um, so those are sort of the energies that we're starting off with for today. Um, I know that we've been picking up a lot and it was just a full moon yesterday. So how's everybody's week been feeling energetically? Good. I can't complain I feel I feel something in the air I feel a shift honestly I don't know what it is yeah. a lot of my a lot of my signs I've been seeing a lot of different like readings and um my chart is mostly air so I feel like in fixed signs so I feel like a lot is happening within those signs as well Ooh. um so you were saying that your mostly water signs maybe we should get into what our sun moon and rising signs are you guys be interested in that maybe explain what yeah, y'all are really. about awesome <laughs> ali why don't you why don't you start <laughs> so my sun moon and rising i'm an aquarius sun um my rising is scorpio and then my moon is taurus so it's a pretty it's a good balance um it definitely is like my rising i come off for I guess like a little background is like I guess like rising is how you how you want to come off like it's your ascendant it's um it's just like the first impression you get off of someone so my first impression that I've been described as it's like can be intense or it just is it's a presence it just definitely is a presence so that's what Scorpio entails mm -hmm. Scorpio is a powerful sign. What about you, Mac? I see you squirming up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, all all the warnings aside, I'm a Gemini, my son. So everyone's like, oh no, but I definitely feel that Gemini for sure. I I got two sides. I can you can love me or hate me somewhere in between. Uh, my rising's a Virgo, and my moon is an Aries. So definitely some energy in that as well. And you know. Uh, along this spirituality journey, astrology is one of the newer things that I've been tapping into, but it seems like these three are pretty accurate for uh, how I see myself and probably how others see me as well. Mm -hmm. What about you, Edie? <clears throat> so uh, both my 
sun and moon signs are Taurus and I am a cancer rising. So I'm very grounded, very down to earth, um, stubborn and set in my ways, but I'm also sensitive. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, uh, like they, they really describe my personality to a T honestly. Um, they, they work really well for me. And like, once I started delving more deeply into, uh, astronomy and things like that, a lot of things made a lot more sense. Oh, wow. Two Tauruses and your sun and moon. Wow. That's a lot yeah. of Taurus. That's mm. crazy. <laughs> well, my sun, moon, <laughs> rising, my sun is a Sagittarius and my moon is a Virgo and my rising is a Libra. So I basically just teeter-totter from like together, not together, together, not together, chaos, right. structure, chaos. So I have very little balance in my life. I really love meeting Tauruses because it kind of bring like a big mass grounding energy that I've never experienced in my natural body. <laughs> so I really oh, yeah. like befriending Tauruses. I'm happy you're here today. Keep me grounded. <laughs> I'll probably be all over the place. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. It takes all kinds to make the world go around, you know. It's all good. Yeah. You need, a, <laughs> need us all. So um, what are you... Oh, yeah. Oh, Alex, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I was just going to ask, um, what are your guys' interests and passions in the field? And what brought you to um, a career in the spirituality realm? Do you I'll want to take Mac it? For, okay, okay. <laughs> so it's it's probably a little long winded, but just to get you an idea of like where I am today versus where I was, you know, growing up, grew up in the Catholic Church in West Virginia. You know, it's a smaller town. Um, I was always into like the esoteric. I loved Harry Potter. I loved magic tricks. I even bought my first like tarot set at Borders Bookstore when I was like seven or eight, and I remember it being this big like. I don't know. We have to ask the church first. I don't know. Like if you can read Harry Potter, or do all these things. So I kind of felt a, like a shame or a guilt around that side of me. And I put it away for a really, really, really long time. And it wasn't until later in life whenever, you know, I worked in the spirits industry. I sold like Crown Royal and Captain Morgan and Smirnoff. My job was just a party all the time. So I started working with spirits in that sense. And then this thing called COVID happened and a hard stop and right before that when I was working and making great money and living this perfect life where I got paid to party and I lived in a cool city and I had all these great friends and my cars paid off and just everything travel there could be no issue with being in your 20s and single and having the best job to go party there was this like deep sense of almost depression and I'm not a depressed person so it was like what is this? Like everything is seemingly right in my life, but I just feel like there's something more. And it took me to this almost like rock bottom place. And that's where I had to learn these lessons because I was just searching for anything. To, I'm like, there's nothing physically wrong, but I feel like my world is crumbling, collapsing. And that's when I started to like really ask a higher power, source, God, universe, whatever you want to call it. Like for some guidance. And it brought me to speak to this, a psychic medium for the first time, have my first Reiki experience, take my first breathwork class. And with those three things, I did them like pretty consecutively, almost back to back. It opened my mind to like, 
that childhood Mac of like, there, there is more out there. There is more esoteric ideas. There is energy is a real thing. And I was like, wow. Like the first breathwork class alone, I'm like, I just broke out of the matrix. What is this? Like all this new energy. I, I think I had my Kundalini awakening because everything just felt so different. And I got so much value from it that I in turn was like, okay, I need to show this and share this with other people. And that's kind of where my path started. And it's been meditation and plant medicine and retreats and everything since, you know, the past two and a half years now. Do you even really boot camp grinding in the spiritual yeah. world these last few years? That's awesome. Yeah, I think I kind of like, I'm not typically that type of person, but I like dove head first because I was like, I see value in this. I know it's helping me. I want to help other people. Yeah, like that's that really energy. awesome. I can definitely relate to that. I also grew up in the church. I was forced to go to Christian church. I was forced to go to Catholic mass. Um, I suffered through like three years of catechism lessons. And um, all the while I was like, I don't understand any of this. None of this makes sense. Like your God doesn't talk to me. And everybody would would say oh well you're just not praying hard enough you're just not holy enough you're not perfect enough and it's like when we tell children that you're just setting them up for a lifetime of like self-esteem issues at least in in my case um and I just I never really got anything out of organized religion in the way that it was spoon-fed to me um but, you know, when I was in uh, like sixth grade, somebody brought like a book on Wicca to school. Um, and so like I, I was into that for a little while, but that didn't quite fit either. Um, so I just kind of bounced around and, um, you know, I, I had a really hard time reconciling the idea of this larger power, you know, that we perceive God to be in, in the Christian sense, who is perfect and all knowing yet allows all these horrible things to happen to all kinds of people. And I've always been a big fan of mythology and uh, like the, the Greek gods, Norse gods, the Egyptians, um, their gods didn't pretend to be perfect they they have flaws and they were upfront about those and I can relate to that a lot more than I can relate to this perfect symbol um so I I just started learning more like everything that I possibly could learn about them um and so I started reading tarot like I've mentioned before on this show I used to read tarot cards for my teachers when I was in high school um <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, I'm into crystals. I do the dream interpretation. I learned that I am a psychic medium. <laughs> um, I, I do come from a very long line of powerful witches. So I've just been learning about my family and my history and what my abilities are. So. I'm really proud of both of you for sort of taking the Christian kind of lifestyle and transforming it into something that one, you relate to and to mm -hmm. knowing where to discern from this relates to me and this doesn't that's really brave yeah. of you to kind of stand up to an entire institution basically and say that this system's not working and we need to try something different 
That's really a brave thing. And I think that's something that's spreading in our country because we're very evangelical, kind of old school, traditional Christian even. I think even our Catholicism has sort of faded away. Um, so to be able to stand up to these kind of structures that kind of tell people what to do and who to be um, and kind of take a step back and say, whoa, you can be yourself and you can find source God light in any way that suits you and your personality. And I think that was a key point that both of you made. I really appreciate you saying um, that and kind of diving into your backgrounds a little bit. That was really inspirational. Yeah. So you had mentioned about crystals. Um, your, I guess like your journey about um, getting into it. Could you talk more about like, say I'm starting out, how do I find a crystal for me? How do I make that trip? Like, what am I looking for out of the crystals? Um, so for me sure, personally, sure. Um, I am a goblin on the inside. So I like shiny things. Um, <laughs> But uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate to live very close to a metaphysical shop. So, you know, if, if I feel like the, like, there's just something in me, like my energy feels stagnant, you know, I'm getting roadblocks left and right. I'm like, okay, let me go crystal shopping. Mm -hmm. And I just go in there and I just listen and whatever calls to me, that's what I buy that day. Um, so I have some very interesting ones um like this red fire agate it's beautiful um it's a powerful shield for psychic protection reverses negative energy and helps boost confidence and strength um i found this one when i was very depressed and going through a lot of problems um it's learning learning to trust your, your intuition, you know, like, just like with food, your body tells you what it's craving. Your intuition will tell you what you need spiritually. If like, but it's, and it, it's a skill that you have to develop and practice. Um, so, you know, like whenever I go in there, I'm, you know, the lady always asks me if I need help and I'm, you know, I'm always just like, you know, I'm just waiting for someone to speak to me. Um, so, um, it's definitely a process, but, you know, do some research before you go. If there's a particular problem that you're having, um, like I, I have one specifically for nightmares. Um, there's tons of, there's, there's books. Uh, Cunningham wrote a wonderful encyclopedia. Um, and there's all kinds of online resources that you can look into to get you started on your journey. And people who work in metaphysical shops, can absolutely help you as well. Yeah, I, I want to mirror that that opinion too because you know I have so many things in front of me right now on my little altar. Like I've got I've got crystals everywhere, but I'll be the first to tell you. Like I'm like honestly, I don't even remember what the intention of when I picked that up. But mm -hmm. if you go into the store and you have like okay, I'm, I'm dealing with nightmares or I'm dealing with whatever, you go in and you like let it, you know, listen to your intuition. Another good practice is to literally put the stone in your hand and just see how it resonates. Just like, see how it feels for you. Um, you know, for someone who might be listening to this podcast, they're like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Cause this could seem like way out there. It's the same thing with like what she said with food or diet or whatever. We all are born with this innate gift of intuition. It's just, we don't trust it. So this is actually a really good skill to like go in and just like see what comes up. 
and don't be like, oh, that's just me projecting. That's just, just listen, try to get still. And um, you might find value in it, or you might think those are just stupid rocks, but whatever your thought process is behind it, that'll manifest the reality behind it. You know? So it's, I think everything like we spoke about in spirituality is really your intention behind it. Definitely. That's cool. That's such a cool concept. Yeah. I also feel like um, if you have a sense of belief, uh, the tools will like you a little bit more. I know that kind of came out a little whack, but (laughs) if you have this level of understanding and belief that, hey, these tools are tools given by source God, light, earth to help me and to help other people, I feel like they start to resonate call out to you a little more easily you feel a little more confident and like this is definitely the one for me that kind of thing so I I do believe that belief has a lot to do with it because I had a I had a sort of dark darkness within me that I I was not very trusting in the faith side because I grew up Catholic as well those stories didn't really resonate with me it didn't click I I didn't feel like this is the all for me so it, it sort of made me lose a little faith because in America really if you're not Christian, Jesus Christ, God, there's really nothing for you unless you go out and seek it yourself or discover something new. So that was sort of a hard pill for me to swallow too, living over here, kind of what you said with the trends um, in the TikTok world with the spirituality and everything, how it could could just be a trend. Um, I feel like people that have disassociated from common traditional religions tend to um have to like rebirth their faith in in a spiritual something so crystals actually really helped me believe that something could be bigger better um more godly for me so that was sort of the tool that kept me involved in the spirit world um kind of made me put my faith back into mother earth a little bit um and kind of jumpstart my spiritual journey as well so crystals can be very helpful um and kind of reinstilling the faith um and knowing that you're human and god is different it's you but it's bigger and it's bigger than you um so that's what kind of right. this was helping me to achieve a bit because the the losing faith is sort of like a, a a not great um thing for yourself i know that mac you were talking about shadow work i'd actually like to hear you talk a little bit more about shadow work because i'm kind yeah. of distorted i think on what i think that is um, yeah. I would love to know a little more about that. Well, I mean, back to your losing faith piece, I think, and this could just be my opinion, but I almost think losing faith is almost a vital component to getting you to having some sort of bigger belief, because that is that rock bottom. Like, I feel so alone. Nothing matters. What's the purpose of all this? Like getting to that point forces you to ask those questions, because when you're going about your mundane life, da, 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 someone told me to believe this way. My teacher said this. My parents said this. You don't have to question anything because you are being spoon fed. So getting to that point of losing the faith and questioning things is actually what gives you a more encompassing life. So that's actually a great piece to like push you forward in the right direction. I always like to think of it like that energy of like pulling back a slingshot. It feels like your regression. It feels like rock bottom. It feels like all faith is gone, but it's really propelling you to the next level of what your life might look like. And um, the same goes for shadow work, really, because shadow work forces you into looking at those subconscious pieces of yourself that you don't like, the pieces that you want to hide from everyone else, the things that 
maybe you've done wrong or others have done wrong to you that are almost just so painful that you don't want to look at it. And I kind of see my shadow as like, okay, we'll push that in the closet. We don't need to deal with that right now. We'll put that in the closet too. We'll put that in. And there's a certain point where that door starts to get so full that it's going to open wide up, you know, and that's when you have to face it. If you're aware of those shadows or subconscious beliefs before it gets to be a full closet, it's not going to be as hard to face. Um, and you can do that with things like meditation and journaling, um, just getting quiet, being intentional with, with your actions. For me, obviously, my, my modality, and I think it's my medicine for a reason, is breath work because it forces you into your subconscious mind without having to consciously go there. It's like talk therapy without having to talk. So shadow work can be a myriad of different things, um, but I just think it's a, a vital component to you know becoming your best self. You were mentioning the breath work um, process a little yeah. bit. Is that, what, the way I perceive that is that just like conscious breathing, kind of just like really so, conscious breathing, breathing deeply. Yeah, talk a little about yeah there's a different there's so many different styles of breath work um the style i teach is called revelation breath work i do it to like um like modern music or i'll ask the client like what they like so it can evoke emotions <laughs> but basically you're it's done breathing through your mouth and you're taking so much oxygen you do a deep belly breath into your heart space and then you just let it go and you get into belly chest exhale belly chest exhale to such a way that you're actually manipulating your CO2 and your oxygen levels. And when that switch happens, you bypass your prefrontal cortex, which is all like your, your ego, your decision-making, your rationale, your very human stuff. And you can tap into the subconscious, which is like, oh shit, I forgot that happened to me when I was five years old. Oh crap, there's my depression. There's anxiety. There's these fears, whatever. They actually can come up during the session without you doing anything to be released. And this release can look like your body tensing up, your hands cramping, crying, laughing, feeling like you need to dance tribal, like shaking, yawning. There's so many purges that can come up in this. But once it's over, you're like, oh my God, I feel like, you know, a hundred pounds lighter. I feel like brand new. Um, and they can be different every time. The first session for me was like a 30 minute boohoo session. And I felt like I, I started seeing the stars and visuals. Like I literally felt like I broke out of the matrix. Once the tears stopped, I was seeing it was a, it's a DMT breath work too. It releases your body's natural DMT. So it can give you psychedelic um, experiences without doing anything other than breathing. Um, but yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that we all had DMT. I thought that was like a pregnant woman birthing symptom. That's, so, that's crazy. I never knew that. Yep. When you're born and when you die, that's the chemical that's released, but you can also, you know, do some, do some things to manipulate it yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fascinating. Wow. Good stuff. Yeah. That's nice. No, I feel like breath work in general and meditation it's it's so needed especially in where society is now because I feel like life is so fast-paced and I feel like you just really need that minute to yourself to be in the present to be focused and to look inward because I think that the true growth happens in your life when you reflect so I think that that is such a great concept definitely really 
and encouraging one another to participate in healthy habits too, I think is something that's really important and something that I think our generation is sort of putting the weight on our back to make sure that the people around us um, are kind of taking the moments to do healthy things for themselves as well. Well, you know, that's good. I think not to go off on another tangent, but like when you said that, that we're doing this for like others and making sure we're not carrying it, this is like the generation of breaking generational curses. You know, we're in the age of Aquarius now, like things that your family lineage couldn't do or didn't make it to, we're all fucking doing it. This is like, we're, this is the light workers. This is the people coming online now. This is like those weird esoteric kids that are now like stepping into their full power. So whether you're reading tarot or teaching breath work or hosting plant medicine retreats, or I don't know, just talk therapy. There's so many different modalities where we're all coming online to really shift this collective. So obviously I get excited about it. I'm like, let's go. But yeah. I mean, it's very exciting to talk about these things because, you know, if it's a generational curse, that's shit that's been hanging over us for decades and we're getting rid of that shit. And, mm-hmm. I, and I love that. Um, I don't know where the the witchcraft started in my family. Um, but ever since I started doing like ancestral work, um, I've had some very strange things keep happening. Um, like my plants keep dying. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Um, so... one of the things you can do with crystals is you can help them like help like turn them into wards to protect your home but you can also do that with like animals we sometimes see them as familiars plants can also protect your home um or even like garden gnomes um so but i've had i had like three or four plants all die within weeks of each other um and with no rhyme or reason to it like i've i've kept plants for several years and uh, there was no reason that i could discern for them to die um my protection gnome like he sits outside of my house um with like my my outdoor plants and things like that um he is shattered um I mean like he was perfectly fine uh he was he was a gift to me so I you know I just turned him into like a little ward um but I went out to do some upkeep on the plants and I went to pick him up and I mean there there were cracks all over him like he'd been dropped but he has not been dropped um like my goodness (laughs) like it's it's just it's very strange um so like that to me Sorry, go ahead, Max. I said, and you said that like that started happening once you started kind of diving more into your lineage and like doing like past life stuff. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's really bizarre because at first I thought, okay, maybe somebody is like I've upset someone and they're like trying to mess with me. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think that I've upset anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's. So it's, it's still a just, mystery if you don't know. Yeah, it, it's absolutely a mystery to me. Um, but you know, I, I keep several wards around my home. I haven't replaced the plants that died, but um I have a new gnome. I have um 
you know, black tourmaline that I keep around the house. I have offerings that I leave out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm stumped as to what happened to those plants and what happened to my poor first gnome. Like, I just, I don't know what happened there. Um, but I'm going to continue to keep doing my ancestral work because I still feel like it needs to be done. So good luck and I hope that um you remain protected <laughs> throughout this process because that's insane Thank that's you. a lot of surges to kill three plants and a gnome yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh I've I've have had some some very unfortunate luck um I think the last time I was on this podcast was the day that my kitchen flooded oh yes um yeah so what should have been like a routine like easy fix for the the maintenance guy ended up flooding my entire kitchen um damaged several like sentimental items that were on my refrigerator like postcards that people had written to me um postcards that i'd collected from travels things like that i'd got into my cabinet somehow and ruined a bunch of tea um like just a lot of like strange occurrences like that I think I'm I might have stirred up the the entities that are in this house so maybe that was their doing um maybe the plants was their doing as well I don't know <laughs> so we I talked feel, a lot um oh sorry Matt go ahead no I was ahead. just saying I was just kind of going to rebuttal on that because I just feel like sometimes when you do start to do your own work and step into spirituality and really feel like oh man I feel like I'm enlightened now I'm feeling all this stuff you almost get these tests. You get like, why is everything starting to go to shit? Why is my kitchen flooding? Why is this happening? And it's almost to ground us back down again and remember like what the intention was, what it, it's like, okay, you came here for the human experience. So let's see how well they can really human. Cause you're out here in the, in, in the ethers doing your quantum work or doing your past life work. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's keep our, let's keep a toe on the ground. So that's just my experience with it that I wanted to yeah. kind of share that might be happening there. I can definitely see that. Um, so I had, I mentioned a little while ago that I, I work with Loki primarily. Um, there were a, a couple of weeks ago, I was really struggling with, you know, like my personal life and work life. And I just felt like no matter what I did, nothing was, was working. I was just stuck in this shitty quagmire and I couldn't move. I couldn't make anything better. Um, and I had a dream again, I don't dream very often. Um, but I had a dream that I was like part of this army that was going up against this army of like evil people. I don't know what they were doing, but, um, basically it was, they were doing something bad and, and we wanted to stop them. And, um, we were getting slaughtered. Like we were losing terribly backed into a corner, like <laughs> kind of like, uh, the, the two towers when everybody's getting killed by the orcs and, um, Loki showed up and he was like, I was thinking, oh my gosh, okay. I can't handle this. Can, can you give me some help? Do, do something like, I'm stuck. There's absolutely nothing that I can do. And then the dream kind of fast forwarded and I knew that everything was fine. You know, the battle was over and everything had been taken care of. And Loki was like, you know, it's great that you have that kind of faith in me, but maybe you should have that kind of faith in yourself. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, 
oh, okay. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, and like, that was just wild to me because that had never happened before. Um, and so I was like, just laying in my bed thinking, did that really just happen? Yeah, I think that actually just happened. What can I do to show my appreciation? Like, I want to put something out. And I was obsessed with grapes all of a sudden. Like, it just popped in my head. Grapes. I want grapes. So, like, that whole day, uh, I couldn't go to the store right away. So, and um, from the moment I got up until the minute I got grapes at the store, I was just obsessed with grapes. Um, and then, like, I, I put some out on my altar with a cider and it, everything was great after that. So, <laughs> oh, wow. That is a wild dream. Absolutely. Yeah. Really open up to you and meet you in a moment of crises. That's pretty insane, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, like when, when I was first studying Norse mythology, like Loki always really stuck out to me because he's kind of the underdog. People underestimate Loki, um, but he's very clever and quick-witted and um, you know, I, I appreciate that in anybody. So I, um, I've always wanted to be that kind of person who was quick-witted and can think on their feet and kind of get out of anything, you know? Um, so I think that dream was kind of him saying, well, you can stupid, just do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't think you see things in other people unless you have those things within yourself too. So I think that was probably a little poke of, you know, know, yeah. yourself, know that you have the power of me within you. That's, that's really inspiring. Yeah. Crazy dream. Wow. So I was going to mention. so funny because oh, but like behind me is a poster from Thor, the dark world with Loki on it. <laughs> They're very, very different entities, obviously, but I just, I find that really funny. <laughs> Very, very funny. So I was going to ask, I know you mentioned some deity worships and uh, other tools. Mac, do you utilize any like deities, herbs, divination tools in your daily practice or in your sessions that you provide or? So my whole thing with spirituality, and I know everyone's experience is different, is that I want to make this relatable. Like, you know, we could go off on a tangent, we could talk about crazy, you know, psychedelic or dreams, we could talk about whatever. But my whole intention is to bring this back to like that everyday, maybe nine to five work life, corporate job, whatever, and make this something that they can implement into their own lives. So while I do use, you know, I'll have, I've got my I can ask this questions, I can use my Palo Santo, I can wear my own crystals. But I know that's not going to fit for everyone. So if I'm uh, facilitating a session, you know, I'll, I'll tap into their energy. I might pull cards. And if there's someone who is into that, I might share that with them. If not, I'm just going to use that for my own um, knowledge of like what they might experience in the session. I really just want to make it like so approachable because if you're talking about ayahuasca and combo and crystals and talking to deities and all these things there's like oh no mac that's that's witchcraft that's satanic that's this that's whatever 
And I, and I understand that because I used to think those things myself. So depending on the client, I will kind of tailor what that's going to look like. Um, myself personally, I've had to really get clear on what's my intuition and what's not because even after getting into the spiritual community and I was meditating and I was getting downloads and receiving messages, then something shook me about this whole false light matrix. You know, everyone started talking about, you know, you got to be careful when you go out there and meditate and do this because you could be bringing in, you know, lower vibrational spirits. You could be having something attached to you. I'm like, that's, that's demonic. I'm like, Oh wait, that really could be demonic. I've seen like shifts of people happen. So that is a reality in all this. And I think that that could really terrify people and make them cling on back to like the old organized religion. Like, Mac, I'm sorry, what you're doing is not right. You're going to go to hell. You're going to do this, whatever. So trust your intuition, really refine your discernment. Ayahuasca was calling my name. So I did it. I know that's not going to work for everyone. I did a combo treatment. That's not going to work for everyone. All these modalities are not going to work for you. But the reason I love the breath so much is because it's like, oh, I, I do that all day long. I, I could tap into that. And it gets people this taste of where it'll meet them where they're at as medicine. And then they can decide what to do with it from there. So while all those things are great, we just all have to understand that it's not for everyone, you know? I love your lack of selfishness and your viewpoint and spirituality. No, seriously, because people get all caught up in, oh, what applies to me? Oh, that doesn't apply to me, so it's not real. But the fact that your intention is to make it approachable um, probably uh, attracts a lot of people to you, and which is creating a lot of healing, which is really fabulous. It's a fabulous thing. It's nice for sure. The, I, I joke that I like my, my demographic is the Brad's and Chad's that get hooked up on the weekends <laughs> and then they want, you know, they want to find some sort of relief from the anxiety Monday through Friday. So yeah. I don't know. I think if we all do this work in our own, we all have our own medicine. Each, everyone on this call has their own form of medicine. Everyone that's listening does just tap into it because once you can't really pour from the old saying, you can't pour from an empty cup is so real. So learn what fills your cup, see how you can spread it to others. Absolutely. I think that's really great. Yeah. Do we want so with, to, oh yeah, Ali, go ahead, yeah. Um, no, I just had one more question about, I guess, um, gearing back into like crystals. So you mentioned off camera about how to charge them and with this full moon and everything happening, what can we do to I guess, charge or cleanse or like, cause I have, I have sage. I mean, I sage my apartment and then I know that there are other methods, but what is like the best thing for this full moon in regards to cleansing? Um, I would, I'm definitely like a, a using of herbs. I do like the, the earth healing medicines and that kind of thing. Um, we were talking before how salt kind of works. And I think you were mentioning because your sign is, uh, or your chart is so water-based that how can I charge my, my crystals in the ocean? Mm -hmm. um, the salt water is very purifying and very anti-negativity. So um, that'll just, with the what Mac was saying with the intention, the intention is really the richest part of any type of spiritual work, I would say, because that sort of brings about which type of energy you're going for if you're trying to do something bad it's going to be like tenfold bad you know but if it's something good and even if you don't have all of the most elaborate 
tools, if your intention is in place, um, it'll work just fine. And then you'll start to develop all the things that you thought you're missing on your journey throughout. So definitely like salt water, placing your crystals in dry salt and just letting them absorb through the night, placing them in the, in the moonlight, running them through water if they're um, not soft, soft crystals. So the soft crystals would be like uh, selenites, kyanites, that kind of thing. You're gonna want to <laughs> yeah. avoid <laughs> putting them <laughs> in the <laughs> um, Yeah, so water, uh, sage smoke of your choice, Palo Santa, like Mac had said before, sage, white sage, um, all viable options for cleansing your crystals, yes. Yes, 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 I love that. <laughs> crystals continue to bring me back into the spirit world. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they are so versatile. And like Max said, everyone has a different approach to it because everyone gets something different out of it. Um, so the, the crystals are incredibly versatile tools. Um, like I also use Palo Santo to, to cleanse my home. I have um, First Nations ancestry down my bloodline. So I, I incorporate some of those practices into how I cleanse my home and keep my home protected. And, um, but that's gonna look different from somebody else who might belong to a different tribe or is descended from a different tribe. Um, but you know, it really is what works for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So Ooh. I'd love to, to chat about um, like some tips that you guys have, uh, like kind of curated throughout your journey. Um, I, I'm gonna throw one out just to make an example. Um, I recently discovered that um, the people on the planet now are just are thinking thoughts that have never been thought before, um, which I thought was like an incredible sort of bit of information that we're thinking and developing ideas that have literally never surfaced before. So if this kind of gets back into the, if you're losing faith or that kind of thing, like understand that there's room for newness um, in our generation, which I thought was amazing because there's a lot of bigoting and there's a lot of um, sort of marginalizing of people's no matter, and it could be different types of people no matter where you are. Um, just definitely know that new thoughts are arising on our planet and um, that newness can be very, very good and very creative and very loving and very compassionate. So um, yeah, that was a little tip that I discovered. What about, what about you guys? Um, I'd say my number one tip for any, like it doesn't matter what conversation we were having on this podcast today, or if it was completely different, um, you know, episode is to really just get still, like get quiet. And it's the hardest thing in this, in this rat race that we're in when you're part of the matrix, when you're really like just bogged down with, I got this bill to pay. I got to do this at work. I got this family issue. I got this relationship issue. Like your mind can go so many miles an hour that it's rare for us to sit down and get still. I was thinking about this the other day is like, while our generation might be thinking thoughts that have never been thought before, we don't allow ourselves to be bored anymore. There's always a vice. There's always a cell phone two feet away. There's always a show to stream. There's always something to take up that blank space that generations in the past didn't have. That's where creativity came from when they had those moments of stillness. And they might not have realized it at the time, but those are direct downloads from source, from God, the universe, whatever. When you're getting quiet, that allows that to come through. Like you're just a vessel for that creativity to expand on itself. 
And it can often provide like the clarity. It can provide like relief. Just, just listen to yourself. And I posted this to my Instagram yesterday, but the most beautiful thoughts are always besides the darkest. So whether you take that as like actual darkness is like light versus dark, that's when those ideas are born. Or even when you're in that rock bottom, losing faith, darkest, dark moment, it's often followed by the most beautiful. So long-winded way to say, just get quiet, meditate, <laughs> listen to yourself. <laughs> Beautifully said. I would have just said, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Okay. So let's talk services. Edie, you said that you were on TikTok or you use TikTok as an outlet or. Oh, um, I mean, I just kind of use it as an outlet. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I have a, a Facebook page where I, I do offer tarot readings. I'm an approved reader in a couple of tarot groups. Um, I thought about making a, a business out of it, but I mean, I just like to do it to do it. So, um, you know, I, I don't really think I do it enough to like make a living out of it. So it's more of just, Hey, I feel inspired to, to, to read for a couple people, anybody interested, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and what I is have, that, Facebook, that spiritual Facebook? Um, it's called aspire tarot. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Aspire Tarot with DD. Awesome. And I'll be sure to put that in the description as well so you guys can find it easily. Awesome. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and what about Mac? I know you said that you had a class coming up on Tuesday. Where are you based out of? Yeah, so this is actually going to be a virtual session. So anyone listening can join. Um, this is going to be a brand new offering because I'm actually working with my good buddy who's a yoga um, instructor. So for Pluto's return on Tuesday, this is the twos of all Tuesday. It's Tuesday, 2, 22, 22. And with the special code, the return, we're going to offer the class for $22 and 22 cents. So um, I'll definitely send the link. We can put it in the show notes. Um, outside of that class coming up this next week, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions from time to time. I'll do other group sessions. Um, I offer them virtual. So wherever you are in the world, if you see me traveling, I do those in person as well. Um, I've also got my Reiki certification. So I kind of infuse that into the breath work. Congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. And then I've been working with my psychic mentor for the past two years or so, so I can read, um, for people, but that's not a service that I'm offering at this time. I kind of just incorporate it into the other work that I do. You'll see, um, if you do follow my socials, you'll see those pages. It's mindset Mac or mindset underscore Mac 2.0 because the first one got taken down. Um, oh. I, I am into a, a bit of the conspiracies that are bred through all this time. So you'll see some um, conversations that might make you think, might make you think I'm an asshole or might make you think, eh, what's he talking about there? So um, content's kind of all over the place on those pages. And that's Facebook and um, Instagram. I do love your distrust for Hollywood though, because I feel like <laughs> I definitely relate to you. You know, that. it's so funny is like, I've been, like, the shit that happened to me wasn't my plants dying or my gnome getting cracked. But whenever I came into the spiritual <laughs> audience and started questioning things, I got canceled by everyone. Like Max got, I'm, I'm gay myself, but everyone's like, he's got internalized homophobia now. He's racist. He's this, he's that. Because I started questioning narratives. So it um, definitely brought out some shadows and made me how to 
sit with that for a little bit. We <laughs> stirring some pots, but that's what this this time's all about. It's the age of right. Aquarius. That's the Gemini in me, just stirring the pot, <laughs> chefing it up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so that's mindset underscore Mac 2.0 on yep. Instagram. Make sure you check him out. Um, Allie, have any more uh, things to add for today? Or Yeah, so I actually have some national news to talk about. Um, interestingly enough, about avocados. So there was actually recently, there was a temporary ban. It only lasted about a week, but um, due to the US safety inspector receiving a death threat. And um, so actually 80% of the shipments in Mexico are from the state called Michoacan. And so all transports were banned. And then recently, I think about a day ago, it was lifted. So prepare yeah. for Cinco de Mayo, get your avocados because they're back. So yay. Oh, Mac, I actually just want to shout out. I saw that you just took a trip down to Mexico. Is that right? Yeah, I just got back a couple of days ago, so I was down there for a week. Got some awesome avocados there, and then I did a did a little spiritual work of my own. <laughs> That's I awesome. saw that. Um, yeah. You were in a part of some sort of ritual or something? What, what yeah, so it was a tradition Mayan um, sweat lodge at Tazmacal. So it was like, you know, this sweat lodge with shamans, 25 strangers, half naked. It's just pitch blackness. You can't see the light in front of you. Um, fires just getting hotter and hotter. Lava rocks in the middle. They're playing the drums and it kind of what I spoke about earlier, you have to really get kind to your mind because that's all you have. You can't see anything. You're sweating more profusely than you ever have. And it was definitely quite an experience um, down there in good old Mexico. Wow. It was that really sounds- intense, but that's, that's like a really neat experience. Yeah. Was that more of like a release ritual? What was the, uh, the not only say like the point. So, but... so the Tezmacal is, it's a, a representation of Mother Earth's womb that you go into and then you rebirth yourself. So yeah, maybe cleansing you, oh, there's yes. four doors in it. So there's an earth door, there's a water and air. And, you know, so you kind of incorporate all the elements and each of them has a different theme. Um, and then with each theme, they put more lava rocks in and each theme gets hotter and hotter. And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely... Definitely an experience down there. Fantastic. Did you have that one planned or was that sort of like on the whim? I knew when I had, because I went to Tulum in May and it was like a party trip. And I knew when I went back to Tulum this last week, I was like, I need to get, I need to get grounded and do some spiritual work with shamans. We went to the ruins at Chichen Itza and got to put our feet in the ground there. So it was definitely a a downloaded experience for me. It's a spiritual party this round. Yeah, exactly. And we ate some awesome avocados, so. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I got to bring it back, yeah. (laughs) Well, that is all I have for you all today. And I just want to thank you all so, so much for opening up about these very vulnerable topics and sort of taboo voodoo topics and sort of putting yourself (laughs) on the, the iron plate a little bit and being like a beacon of light for this conversation. It's light years ahead of um where we've been as a community and i'm really (laughs) proud of us and also very grateful that you guys took some time to come out today really thank you thank you so much yeah thank you guys thank you for inviting me back oh yay Edie! we're so happy to have you back hopefully we can have (laughs) you back soon too i know and mac you too because we haven't talked anything conspiracy so maybe (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll go for hours
Yay. Ooh. <laughs> I'm curious what your favorite ones are. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I, I love conspiracy theories. <laughs> so, it's definitely like a big anti-media, make sure what you're viewing is correct kind of mode for me right now. That's kind of like, make sure you're consciously aware of what you're viewing because people will try to slide all types of nonsense, pedophilia, classism, elitism. Right, yeah. All of these things, it's insane. Which why do you think they call the TV channels? Because you're channeling. Why do you think they call them programs? Because you're programming. There's a, it goes pretty deep. <laughs> you know what would actually tie in uh, pretty nicely to what we were talking about earlier about with Mac and I both leaving the, the Catholic Church and, and you as well. Um, the big explosion that's happened in the catholic church this past week where uh, the the vatican said that there was a a priest who had done baptisms wrong for 25 years and he resigned because he used the wrong pronoun when he baptized people um he said we baptize you meaning the community and not i baptize you which is supposed to invoke god so all these people that he had baptized in his 25 year long career were never actually baptized by the catholic church there are thousands of people who are now realizing they were not baptized correctly not just in that parish but across the country there's even a, a, a priest, like he went back and watched his own baptism video and that priest baptized him with the wrong pronoun. So if you're not properly baptized, you can't be a priest. So a priest isn't really a priest. Wow. <laughs> and like, it's, it's wild. Oh, it's wow. absolutely wild. Um, but I've seen several people talking about it again on, on TikTok who are, um, you know, relieved that they aren't actually baptized because they're like, oh my God, I'm free. Like, I'm not actually baptized anymore. I can breathe now. Um, and then of course, you know, on the other side of the story are people who are devastated to realize that they are not actually baptized. And um, wow. like the, the numbers of people who are learning this, it just keeps getting higher and higher. Um, I, but. I don't know how many wake-up calls the Catholic Church needs, <laughs> but I feel like the little right. Vatican exploding into flames, what was that? Right. <laughs> was kind of like a sign. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, how much <laughs> can you get as far as signs I mean, go? I, I mean, have so many problems with the Catholic Church fire. anyway, so like, <laughs> I'm just kind of sitting back and watching it all unfold and just like cackling to myself. Like, I don't want people to suffer, but of course but i just like, like the the scrambling that has to be happening behind closed doors <laughs> gives me such a strong sense of schadenfreude um <laughs> it, <laughs> that now's the time for newness now's the time for just like a different channel exactly exactly Absolutely. <laughs> it's all that yeah they got to get their shit together or they need to stop persecuting people <laughs> Yeah, well, I, um, I think the, the Pope really alienated a lot of people when he said that people who chose not to have children were selfish. Um, 
because you know in today's climate with all the the madness going around a lot more people are choosing not to have children than ever before and a lot of those people happen to belong to one faith or another and so you know you're saying that all these people are, are selfish when he himself chose not to have a family like yeah right <laughs> kind of the the pot calling the kettle black i mean <laughs> yeah we we mentioned a, a lot of divides in the spiritual community and um, i'm hoping that oh, yeah. dissipate and we can kind of just reinstall a, a foundation of respect um for mm -hmm. the people that choose to worship any kind of god and um channel kindness and compassion for others um i think that's that's where we're headed we just got to get rid of all the the shadow work and kind of work through the hard stuff um yeah make it there so, absolutely yeah. well thank you so much indiana make sure we check out um Edie's at aspire tarot on facebook and max mindset underscore mac with a k 2.0 on instagram um to really tap into their services and thank you guys so much for coming out today and talking about the things that you did i really appreciate it yeah. thank you so much Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty. Have a great Saturday, Indiana. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 <laughs>